Hey everybody, I'm Eddie Starr, and this is the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Class is now in session. This is where the music and culture that shaped a generation live on, and my own path through the world of rock and roll. Well, the first week of Rocktober 2020 got off to a sad start with the tragic passing of guitarist Eddie Van Halen from the band Van Halen. He was a guitar hero, a virtuoso, and... To anybody who grew up in the 80s, like me, uh, in 1980, let's see. Yeah, I, fall of 1980, I was going into junior high school. And at that time, everyone either had a Led Zeppelin or a Van Halen t-shirt. And every 13-year-old boy wanted to be Eddie Van Halen. So it's a huge loss to the music community and the world and my condolences to his family. But Eddie Van Halen was a guitar god and guitar gods and rock stars do not die. And we have his music, which will live on. Some of Van Halen's big hits... uh Ain't Talking About Love, Hot for Teacher, which is one of my favorite videos uh, from early MTV, Jamie's Crying, and of course, the great cover of from the Kinks, uh, You Really Got Me, which I think was 1978. And speaking of You Really Got Me... I'm going to be talking today about the curious case of the kinks. Now, growing up in the 1970s, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, most of the stuff that I heard or was aware of were things that I heard on the radio that my parents were listening to. So I do remember well-respected man hearing that song. You really got me so tired of waiting for you. I believe, yeah, so tired of waiting for you uh, all day and all of the night. I, I, I remember those songs. But one of the things that I don't have any memory of is hearing a full Kinks album or hearing their albums talked about. Now, in 1983, I do remember their hit Come Dancing. And I did really like the song. But even then, it was really like a single thing. And one of the things that I've always wondered, you know, you have The Who, you have The Rolling Stones, you have The Beatles... And in that Holy Trinity, you really don't hear as much about the Kinks. Now, if you look at their history, they were formed in 1964 uh, by Ray and Dave Davies. And, you know, they were part of that whole British 
invasion. But, of course, there's the controversial 1965 touring ban, which kept them out of the United States until, I believe, 1968 or 1969. So when I was going around on the Internet checking out different sites and just, you know, what a lot of music fans had to say and journalists, all, all different types of people, hardcore fans. Uh, a lot of people thought it might have been the touring ban. Uh, Ray Davies certainly felt that in different quotes I read uh, of his from the press that that took years you know, but that was their peak and, you know, they, they weren't out and active. Um, and also no one can actually really point to any definite reason as to why they were banned in the United States, which is really strange. But uh, considering, you know, you can say the Davies brothers and the band, you know, they fought and... Uh, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on, but you compare that with what was going on with the within the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and you know the Who and other stories you you know you read in the, either I've read in the press or I heard about. I don't really think that it's really uh, anything that rises to the level of any different you any other story you heard out of that era. So that's very strange. But also, too, I, I've given a lot of thought to, you know, I used to listen to 95.5 KLOS, and uh, I think it was Joe Benson, the DJ. He had a, a show called The Seventh Day every Sunday, and they would play full albums on the air. And uh, I don't remember the kinks being played. I mean, Maybe they were. Maybe I just wasn't aware of them. But one thing I, I do really think is that the kinks were more of a song. My experience with them was more about songs and not albums, which is really strange because I grew up with the album and not really the single like was the big thing in the, you know, in the early 1960s. By the end of the 60s, you know, it, albums were really the thing. And then in the 70s and going into the 80s, it really became, you know, album oriented rock radio. Uh, so. It just really doesn't make any sense to me as to why they really are not as up in that circle, you know, so to speak, of those other bands in terms of people who know about them. A lot of people know their songs, though. And some of the things I read on, you know, some of these fan sites and stuff that I was talking about early, some people thought... Uh, the touring band I mentioned, but other people thought it was their uh, the subject matter that they sang about because a lot of their songs were really um, observational in nature and reflecting on English life and what was going on in England at that time. And previously, some of their albums have covered... Uh, 
great parts of English history and life. So it's, I, I don't really think it's that though. I, it, it could be a combination of things. And the first time, like I said, outside of the eighties with come dancing, which I sort of paid attention to, but I really did to me, it was like a song on the radio. I really liked the song. I really loved the video. And then in 1996, uh, I was watching VH1 and I saw that Ray Davies was going to be on Storytellers. And that has to be the best episode of that series, the one with Ray Davies, where he really tells these really uh, great stories about songs, the songs from the kinks that he wrote. And, you know, they, they were very, you know, you had songs about individuality, like I'm not like everybody else or the teenage sort of, you know, love song, I want you type thing. Uh, you, you really got me, you know, that you hear that type of message, very uh, sort of street love type uh, song. And Then in the late 60s, you have these very, you know, complex albums with complex themes. You know, you go from the kinks, kind of kinks. And then by the time you get to the Village Green Preservation Society in 1968 or Arthur or the decline and fall of the British Empire in 1969 and Funny enough, uh, next month, well, not next month, but in December, Lola versus the power, Lola versus Power Man and the Money Go Round Part One is coming out, being reissued. So that got me thinking about, you know, maybe there's a time and a place for records. Maybe that's why, you know, maybe some people, artists have the right timing and everything just lines up the right song, the right album, and everything hits. And then maybe for some people, you know, they're writing about other places and different times. But anyway, going back to the uh, VH1 storytellers. Uh, I, f- I heard for the first time Sunny Afternoon, Harry Rag, um, Dead End Street, songs that I was not familiar with. After that, I went out and I bought like a two disc set compilation of all their songs. And um, for me, that with the Kinks, it really is about the songs more so than the album, I would say. And I loved I'm Not Like Every Yeah, I'm Not Like Everybody Else. And I did that song on the Joybox record. But I had that sort of in my back pocket for a while. And to me, those lyrics, they it's not so much about, oh, you know, I am I am my own individual and uh I don't want to be like everybody else. To me, that song was more of 
uh, rejection of the idea that, oh, you know what, I'm in school and now I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get a job and I'm just going to do what everybody else does, you know, whereas at least for me in school and growing up around all this music and the rock and roll world was all about, you know, forget about that. I, I want to be in a band and, you know, do great albums and play for people and have this very exciting, provocative life and uh, and really live life on, on your own terms. And that's what that song represented to me, you know, and thinking back about, you know, like you really got me, which is I heard that with. I heard that on my parents' oldies station, but I really do remember hearing the Van Halen version as well. And, you know, in addition, those songs really did set up the whole, you could, I mean, you could call them proto-punk in their own way because of the way they were written and played and the way the record sounded. But... The Kinks really do have, I mean, if when you listen to their songs, they're really, there's a sentimentality. There's also a difference between their songs and like the Stones or the Beatles or any, I mean, you don't even have to take an English band. You could take any rock band. Their songs are more observational. Very interesting. And I think it's no surprise that Ray Davies went on to write musicals. Uh, he did, let's see, I had to write some of this stuff down. Chorus Girls in 1981. He also wrote music for uh, the stage version of Jules Verne's uh, Around the World in 80 Days in 1988. And then he wrote Come Dancing which was, uh, you know, named for his song in 2008. And then in, uh, he wrote Sunny Afternoon in 2014, which was, well, put on. He wrote that. It came out in uh, 2014. But to me, that's not really a surprise, especially going back and checking out some of their albums and really listening to them. Uh, you know, As I've mentioned, most of my experience was with the songs. And I still think that's really interesting that I really can't remember hearing a Kinks album being played in full, like on the seventh day, or uh, with this frequency as I heard like other bands, you know. So I highly recommend their their discography and i think everybody should check them out and i don't th i mean they're in the rock and roll hall of fame they were put in in 1990 so they have been recognized but there's just something that's sort of a bit different about the kinks they're not in that whole like line of uh rolling stones like rolling stones i want to say oh exile on main street goat's head soup uh you know, Bridges to Babylon can, you know, any album, <laughs> Let It Bleed, or, you know, The Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club, the White Album. You think of albums, whereas with The Kinks, you, at least for me, I have always thought about songs. I haven't really necessarily thought 
about their albums. So that's something else for me to go and really explore. And it's interesting how music plays its own part through time and why think some things hit and why some things don't and why some things come back years later after they've been out for a long time. As I've mentioned in previous podcasts about different albums that I found out about and, you know, I'd go out and, you know, back the eighties, you had to go out and look for records, you know, your form of curation was digging through things, use records, talking to other people to find out about the artist or, you know, that particular scene. So anyhow, I think I'm going to leave it right there this week. And that's my sort of my own little curious case of the kinks. Great songs. What a great writer. And by the way, I should also note, I will put a link about that reissue that's coming out. I know last year they put out a reissue of, uh, I believe it was the Village Green Preservation Society. And I, anyway, I'll put all those links in the description box below. And uh, I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening subscribing, clicking the bell, and and being a part of the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Rock on. Eddie Starr's College of Rock and Roll Knowledge is a production of Tunup Incorporated. Copyright 2020 Tunup Incorporated.